So you want to start and grow a podcast. Y'all wanted to know about it. So let's chat. Hey there, Home Slice. You're listening to the Do the Brave Thing online business podcast, where it is our soul and soul's mission to eradicate this idea that nice people finish last in business and to put money in the hands of good people so they can do good with it. And hey, you're listening, so that makes you a good, nice person. And I want to make sure that you can get your products and services, whether they're just an idea in your head or something you are currently selling out to the massive in a way where they just want to throw their credit cards at you all of the time and actually thank you for taking their money. This podcast is gonna give you dangerously actionable tips to do just that, but we're also gonna work on your mindset because yeah, sure, you can use contractions in your emails to sound less robotic, but if you can't find the time to write something or keep on second guessing yourself and never hit send, Well, it doesn't much matter anyways. You're also gonna hear inspiring stories from other online business owners who dared to do the brave thing because when you default to doing the brave thing, you are going to see massive growth in your business. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, my Do the Brave Thing Home Slices. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And this week's episode is actually a listener's question. So if you want to go ahead and you have a topic or something that you want me to riff on, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash ask. There'll be a link in the show notes so that way I can create an episode just for you and all of our other besties here on the Do the Brave Thing podcast. So this particular episode is going to be sponsored by Trello Magic because I have my entire podcasting workflow inside of Trello Magic. It's one of what? 27 pre-made Trello boards and workflows that you get inside of Trello Magic, which is still a still of a deal at $24. So you can head on over to katedoster.com forward slash Trello dash magic. There'll be a link to it in the show notes as well. But this is a listener question that I got from Melanie. So, hey, Melanie, I appreciate you. So it says, hey, Kate, I love listening to your show. Yay, thank you. (laughs) That makes me feel so good. Um, And I'm finally ready to launch my own podcast, but I'm not in the online making money niche. I actually have a crafting blog. So any advice you could give me would be awesome. How did you get your podcast on to iTunes and Spotify? What mic do you use? How do you get listeners? How long does it take you? to do an episode and is there anything that you wish you had done differently? So Melanie has a whole bunch of questions, which is why Melanie got a whole episode to herself. I am going to do my very best because this can be a big meaty topic. And I think that we might do a mini paid workshop if this gets enough downloads or if you send me a DM on Instagram, Kate underscore Doster. Kate, I want to know way more about podcasting than what you just had in this sort of mini episode. Then definitely let me know. So I love podcasting. I've been doing it since 2017, um, on and off. Uh, last year, we kind of took a little bit of a break, but I missed it so much. And I personally chose podcasting because I'm a talker rather than a typer. And I'll be straight up honest with you. I hated the way that I looked for a very, very long time. And I don't wear makeup and I don't feel like doing my hair. And I like wearing now gym clothes, but before it's just sweats all of the time. So that's why I had picked podcasting as my main sort of content that I was putting out there. We're going to get into things that I wish I had done differently, but I will say that podcasting can be one of the most difficult platforms to grow, especially if you're new, but I'm going to tell you ways that you can circumvent it and ways that we are actually planning to bring a bigger audience in front of do the brave thing as well. So keep on listening for that. So let's go on right ahead. And I just want to like destigmatize it. There are so many non business related podcasts that are doing so well. Like, I mean, look at like all the top ones. I don't think any of them are business related, really. Maybe like the get money one, but that's like, finance stuff. Okay. You've got like the Joe Rogan ones. You've got, um, Andrew Huberman, you've got, you know, the office ladies. So people love listening to podcasts as forms of entertainment. 
So if you are not in the B2B space, you're probably going to have a better time. <laughs> so I just want to let you know, because podcast, as you guys know, it's more, even though this is a notebook style episode, as I like to call them, it's more of a casual, passive sort of experience. People just have you on in the back of their day. Okay. They're not like ah, sitting there focused. So I think that being in sort of a hobby one is great. And Melly, I don't know the size of your current blog, but if you're, you're pretty well known in your blogging space, there are even people who just want to hang out with you more. So that can be really great as well. So I just want to let everybody know it's not impossible to grow a podcast from scratch. We're going to talk about how to get listeners, but you're not going to have like, I found that when we pinned our podcast episodes, they didn't do well on Pinterest. They just never did. You don't have added SEO, like Google, it's never going to recommend a podcast episode. Like if somebody, not that this would come up because <laughs> if someone typed in how to do a podcast, right? All of those are blog posts that are going to come up and some of them are going to be YouTube videos. So it doesn't have as much searchability. Granted, there is things like new and noteworthy. There are other shows that you might like, but we're going to talk about how you can really grow your listenership a little bit later on. So let's go ahead and start with the tech. So I do recommend that you get some type of microphone. Technically there are programs and there's links for everything that I'm going to talk about down below here. Um, like Spotify for podcasters. It used to be, I think it was like wave is what it used to be. Um, but it, it's free and you can actually use it recording onto your phone, but if you're going to do that, I would get a set of actual like wired headphones going into your phone. So that way you can speak into it. It's nice and clearly because audio quality does matter, uh, especially if you have guests, which we'll talk about in a second. So Spotify for Apple Podcaster, that's free. If you're going to have an actual microphone, which is what I highly, highly recommend, and you're going to use it in so many facets of your business, it's just, it's a business expense. I think everyone should have, then you can use something like audacity to record your podcast episodes for free. Um, that's a program that you're going to download to either your Mac or your PC. So you can manipulate the audio, you can edit it. It's really great. I'm currently using Hindenburg, but I gotta be honest, I only am using it cause I got it for free with my microphone, which I got for free from my business Amex card. <laughs> so, um, I used to use Camtasia too, which is what I used to create all of my courses, but then it started having trouble exporting audio. It would get all wonky and I needed it to be in an MP3 file format, especially for Spotify. And I just, Camtasia just caused me too many issues. So even though I love editing with that way more than Hindenburg, I got Hindenburg for free, so I got to utilize it. Some other ways that you can record your podcast episodes, whether you have a guest or not, would be Zoom. Make sure if you're using Zoom, just like the normal Zoom for yourself or when you have a guest on, that you have it recorded to your local device as opposed to like the cloud, which the cloud might seem like a great thing because then you can have two copies, but I found that the audio quality is actually better when you have it go to your local computer. Also, you might want to play around or do a Google search for setting the audio qualities because the worst thing when you're interviewing somebody is, and I actually stopped listening to a podcast that I enjoyed, the host would be so unbelievably loud and then the ghost, the guest would be like, oh, it was just the worst. It was a worst listening experience. Another one that you can use instead of Zoom that I think has even better audio quality is Zencaster minus the E. So there's gonna be a link to that down below here as well. That one you can have your video on or off. I found the audio quality on that's really great. It'll actually have your audio and your guest audio as separate audio files and then you'll just sort of line them up together again in something like Audacity to be able to export it together. Again, you can do your editing because you're going to have to add, you know, your music at the beginning that you have. And if you have an intro and an outro, right, you're going to have to do all of that. Speaking of music for your podcast, don't just use like royalty free music that you think you can find because nine times out of 10, they are not approved for podcasting. 
not at all. And you'll see like usually in big bold letters and you can get in a lot of trouble for your background music. So this is one of those, just like the microphone, just invest in a piece of audio that is approved for commercial use and for podcast. For that, I recommend using Pond five, like the actual number five there. No, it's not written out. There's a link to it down below in the show notes. You can actually get 20% off your order if you go through my affiliate link, but you don't have to. You can just go to their website without going through my referral link. That is where I got the background music for Inbox Besties, for all the ads that I run, and for the new intro for the Do The Brave Thing podcast. So that's the subtle music. So I wrote out kind of a script, really, as you guys know, I like to talk from the hips for that. I've recorded it, and then with my editing software, Hindenburg, but again, you can use Audacity, it's free. That's when I put in the background music nice and low, but it's there and it just gives a little something, something. I will say I probably need to rework the outro for Do The Brave Thing. I feel like she's a little bit long, but I had a lot to say, I had a lot to say. So we went ahead and we know what we're gonna use to record it. We're just gonna say audacity for the sake of this. When we have a guest, which I highly recommend, we'll talk about why in a second, you're gonna use Zoom and you can use the free version of Zoom, you'll be fine. You have your background music that you're gonna get from Pod5, so that way you don't run into any legal issues. Yay, no legal issues. And you can create your cover art just using Canva. Again, I'd probably alter the colors a little bit. Uh, maybe not, don't pick the first template that shows up because you don't want to look like somebody else's podcast, especially in your niche. So make sure that you're searching for a lot of different ones in your niche so that way yours can kind of stand out a little bit. Definitely would recommend your face, though you don't always have to. There are plenty of podcasts to listen to that they don't have the main host's picture, but I like the picture because I like to know who I'm chatting with and spending time with. So now that we went ahead and we can record this bad boy, we've got our microphones, which I don't think that I talked about. So I am currently using a Blue Yeti. Again, got it free from my Amex car, got love that. Before then, I used the Blue Snowball mic. I'll link to both of those down below. I think they're fantastic. If you wanna use one that's a headset, you definitely can. Um, don't spend too much time on this. Usually any external microphone is gonna be great for you and you should be just fine. Because I talk with my hands so much, I had to get a microphone arm. I could not use the stand that the Yeti came from because it picked up too much of my movements. So I'll put a link to that arm down in the show notes as well, but chances are you might not need it. I'm not sure like me and you're a very avid talker. So we talked about our microphones. We have a recording process. Now, how do we get it on to things like actual Spotify? And even if you're gonna use Spotify for podcasters, how are we getting it on Apple Podcasts and on Amazon and on Google Play, all those sorts of things. So you, for that, you're going to need a podcast host. So I used to use Podbean, it is paid. The reason why I don't use that one anymore is because I switched over to Hello Audio. I got links for both those down below. I use Hello Audio to also host private podcasts for a select number of my courses. And with the package that I have with Hello Audio, I could get a public stream, which is what this is. So why would I spend the extra money? I will say that Podbean did have better analytics. Podbean also had an ad network. I was a little bit mad at the ad network because it kept on just trying to put in random ads into my episodes and I didn't want that and I had to opt out all the time and so I got pissed. Um, I mean, we did make some money from it, but my podcast, which we'll talk about in a second, I want to monetize it with my stuff only and my affiliate stuff only. And if one of the affiliate products and things that I like wants to be a sponsor, then that's fine. I don't want rando ads for things on my stuff. No, <laughs> bit of a control freak here. But other people who are really just looking for monetization strategies or if you're in a more general lifestyle blog uh, podcast, which do fantastic, general lifestyle do so well, utilize that ad network. So that way you don't have to go out and necessarily look for sponsors and give you a little bit of money back in your pocket. 
The other cool thing about Podbean was you could technically be your own advertiser, meaning like say I was hosting a free webinar with Krista Miller of Summit in a Box. I could have it where if you were listening to an episode that I recorded back in 2018, it would actually play an ad in my podcast for the Krista Miller uh, you know, Summit affiliate webinar that I had going on there. So I think that is was a really cool feature. Um, I think it was free for a while and then it was in beta to be paid, but I mean, it was like pennies on the dollar and we definitely made that back. So I thought that was a cool feature, but I'm really happy with Hello Audio. So once you have your podcast hosting, they are going to create an RSS feed for your podcast. And then that's how you submit it to Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, to Google Play, to Amazon, and your podcast hosting will have help documentation showing you the exact website, how to put it in there. I will say Spotify, really, really fast at picking it up. Amazon and Google Play were really fast. Apple takes forever. So don't tell everyone you're launching your podcast on May 1st until you're actually seeing them show up on iTunes. I would say give yourself at least a week. So if you want to do the first, then at least seven to 10 days before submit some episodes. For how many episodes I'd submit, I would say at least three. Have the zero zero episode where it's just kind of explaining like the general purpose, maybe introducing yourself and then have maybe two episodes that are sort of published immediately as well. So it gives people again, a chance to binge uh, three if you really, really want to. But I think at least having two plus that intro episode is a really great idea for people. What's really nice for Melanie in her case, because she already has a blog, see what your popular most blog posts are and then turn them into podcast episodes. Again, if it's like, you know, how to make a mermaid craft might be a little bit hard, but if it's where to get supplies, if you're just talking like maybe you're ranting about Michaels or something, (laughs) those sorts of things, you know what you love about crafting. And I want you to think about it, especially because you're not in the B2B niche, but even in B2B, you can do this. What if you had a best friend that was also like, I'm going to say it's crocheting, right? If you had a friend that's also into crocheting, what is the stuff that y'all would nerd out about? And that's what the podcast episodes need to be. Because podcast episodes, like I say, they're a really great nurture tool because you're never going to find a podcast episode come up in Google. Very, very rarely are you ever going to see them show up in uh, Pinterest. Even if you create pins specifically for your podcast episodes, they just, Pinterest doesn't like pushing them out. Google doesn't like pushing them out. So you're going to have to do some of those heavy lifting. Obviously, you're going to want to make sure that your episode titles, you know, the first couple words are very SEO friendly. So if somebody does type in something like that, you want to make sure your so description, which you're also going to set in your podcast host has those keywords. So if someone's just like, you know, I want a crafting podcast. Make sure you have a couple times in your description that it's a crafting podcast. Again, just don't stuff it with keywords, but make sure that it reads like a real person and they're saying what you are a lot because we want to know what people are actually searching for. So in order to, I'm just making sure I'm getting all of her questions. So yes, we got iTunes and Spotify. The podcasting host will be able to submit those. And then once you do that once, you'll get approved. It takes a little while. You will just upload and publish your podcast episodes directly through your podcasting host. You don't need to resubmit to Spotify or Apple every single time. So they can have that. So how do you get listeners and how long does it take to do an episode? So episodes are going to depend I will say you need to get used to the sound of your own voice and not over editing. Let some ums and ahs. You can mess up on a word or two over here. Obviously, if you drop an F-bomb in the middle of it or like you go answer the doorbell, then you should, you know, cut off that dead air. But for the most part, just just keep talking. It's fine. So that's going to be able to cut down your time as well. 
If you are doing an outline of your podcast, which I think can help, that will make the recording process easier. I do not write out stuff word for word. I, that's never been me. I don't do it for anything. And I feel like I don't listen to podcasts that do that either. Cause like I can tell, I can tell when you are reading from a script and it just, no, it's just not going to work. I like conversations in my podcast, even if it's just me and the podcast host, that's what I'm going for. So how long does it take to do an episode? It depends. If I'm doing a solo episode, it can be anywhere. The recording process can be anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour. Not that I release episodes that are an hour when it's just me talking, but I will say I have a bad habit of starting over sometimes. I'm trying to get out of that, but I'm just being real with everyone. Again, when you have that sort of general outline and steps that you're going to take, that will help cutting down on the recording process as well. Then goes the editing. Again, my editing is I'll add the actual like pre-recorded like intro that has the music out of the outro. And I'll usually add an ad for either one of my products or an affiliate product that I like. That takes like a cool like five minutes tops, not even because I have all those audio files. And then I export my file as an MP3. That's really important. MP3 guys don't do WAV files because your podcast host might have a hard time getting that out to Spotify and certain other players. So MP3, you'll have no issues. Just make that your audio file that you're utilizing. For interviews, those can take a little bit longer. I will tell my guests that I'm going to have myself on mute anytime they're talking because I'm going to be essentially creating the show notes or notes to myself for what I want to say in my intro because I'll record that afterwards. So that way it can make my life go a little bit faster. Again, sometimes your guest, if they're not used to talking a lot, they might start and stop a lot, which can be annoying. Um, I actually have really great guests. They don't have that. Very rare occasion while I need to edit something out and we'll have to start over. When we do, I will tell everyone to go silent. Then I will do three claps of my hand so I can see right in the audio file. And I'll try to make a note um, in my own notes of like, you know, big issue around minute 25 of the interview to have it on there. So that part doesn't take that long. The show notes can take a little while. That's what shows up in the podcast player feed, especially if I have to go get a lot of links. Like this episode, it's probably going to take about 15 to 20-ish minutes, depending if I have everything sort of, I know most of my affiliate link for stuff. I also have, I use my apps, like my note app on Apple. And so I actually have a pinned note that is literally show notes template. So I have like the, the places to reach for me, making sure you DM me, like leave us a rating and review that sort of a thing. So definitely make yourself those templates to make your life a lot easier. Instead of Trello magic, like we talked about before, I have the podcast workflow and that's sort of one of your first steps. I have been slacking a lot lately into turning our solo episodes into blog posts or even just putting them on the blogs as show notes. Um, someone to look at is, you know, Amy Porterfield is really big in our space. And I'm pretty sure she just kind of does a little bit beefier of a show notes. I think that she does recaps again, live on the air. I'm not editing this out. You're going to hear me go to double check to see like what she's doing. Obviously she knows the best um, on what works for her and her audience. But because you already have a blog, the only reason why I'm hesitant about putting say just show notes styles on there is I do know that it could technically affect your SEO um, because if your blog posts are really, really short, it could, could potentially be an issue. I can't say that it is or isn't. So it's just something to think about. So it looks like in sort of the Amy Porterfield style. So say if podcasting is going to be your main thing, then she just sort of has a brief summary of the episode. And then she has like little timestamps for when you can do stuff. And then she has like what I consider the show notes section, which is just like resources and links mentioned. Again, someone like Krista Miller, her team is taking her podcast episodes and turn them into real 
readable blog post. So that's entirely up to you, but that's going to add or subtract from how that it comes. Again, you probably can set up even maybe a filter on your blog, or you can actually maybe do a subdomain on your website. Again, if you really think it's going to mess everything up. So you could do like, you know, podcast dot, um, Melanie's crafting site.com. Again, I'm just making that up. And that's sort of where everything lives. Um, if you're concerned that it's going to mess up your SEO or, or blog quality, but that, that, that's going to be what adds extra time. Or do you want to hire it out uh, after again, you go ahead, you upload it to your podcast hosting. You can choose to publish immediately or to publish whenever you want to. I would say start with once a week, definitely do that. Then it is time to create your social media graphics. So again, make your life easier. I would create some templates in Canva so that way you can just sort of alternate. Make sure you schedule and get that out in social media. So now it gives us a chance to really talk about listenerships. I was trying to do this in 15 minutes, y'all, and I know I'm talking fast. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's gonna be a little bit more than 15 minutes, but we'll keep it under 30, I swear. So in order to get listeners for podcast, honestly, the best way is for you to have guests and for you to be guests on other people's podcasts. This is something I wish that I had done more of, especially, especially in the beginning. I wish I had invited so many more people to pitch them to be on my show. There is no guarantee that if somebody is on your show that they're gonna share about it, they're gonna email their list, they're gonna post it out on social. What I feel like you should definitely do, still create those graphics for them to share, still send them an email saying that this is going live, but when you are actually going to have their episode go live on Instagram, tag them in Instagram stories with a link directly to their episode. You can choose to go to the blog post. If you create one, which anytime I have a guest on, we always create a blog post with the show notes, 1000%. But I usually just link out usually to Spotify, to be honest with you, because that's where most people tend to listen to things. I link up Spotify at the person. They are way more likely to go ahead and reshare it. So that is super, super important. Right now on Instagram, when you create a post on your wall, you can also sort of tag the person and tag them in the photo and they can accept it. And sometimes they'll get published to their wall. I'm not saying everyone's going to accept it, but I think that getting guests on that your listeners will love is going to be huge. And here's the thing. I would, just being strategic here, target people that have other podcasts so that way, maybe after their episode goes live and you thank them and it's great, you can ask them, be like, hey, so anytime you are looking for a guest to come on the Kate's Amazing podcast, I would love to come and chat with your audience about X, Y, or Z and definitely give them three topics. Let me know if that's something you're interested in and we'll definitely get that booked. And again, you can send that right when you're sort of sending the, the audio supplies. It can be something like your episode is live and a question in the subject line. So that way they know that a question is coming. I think that that can work really well. I know that some people will reach out for podcasting swaps. So if I've never heard of them before, chances are I'm not going to take the time to listen to their podcast episodes. I'm just being real. Um, but I do think that that is a really, really smart way to get ownership. Again, I don't think reels of podcast clips of like, you know, those audiograms, which I, I will link to in the show notes. I forget what we use. I think it's called wave. It might not be wave, um, to be able to make them, but I'll definitely put them down below here. Those don't do well, but I think what does really well is if you're actually recording yourself talking, which I know kind of defeats the purpose of podcasting, but just take a video of you at some point recording it, having it be a clip, right? That is the thing that's going to work. That's the thing. Like, you know, if you're interviewing somebody, putting that clip of the interview, on, you know, TikTok, on your Instagram stories, people will watch people's faces a lot more. Or even if you're just sort of like talking in general to like share a tip, cause it's gonna be three tips for making your crafts look better. 
having a microphone in front of you, right? And then having that call to action that you put as a text overlay for even more listen to this week's episode is going to be huge and beneficial. So potentially you might want to record your podcast episodes in Zoom and just sort of, you know, go from there. Again, I think putting them on social media, talking about them to your email list is going to be super important. SEO is super important and getting yourself on other people's podcasts. Now you can definitely pitch podcasts that you have not interviewed the host on a thousand percent. You can look at any relationships that you have, see if there's anybody that's got them, who are your listeners going to be listening to, right? You can reach out to other crafting bloggers, but you know, are there other stay-at-home moms that you can reach out to? Are there educational blogs? Are there teacher blogs? Because teachers need crafts, right? Who else has a vertical of people that would like your stuff? And that is super important. Like I said, one of my biggest regrets was not having enough guests on my show because that really can propel things forward. And then again, as I'm pitching, you know, bigger and bigger guests to potentially be on my show, it's like, well, this person was on here, well, Amy Landino was on here, or this person was on here. Now I have social proof that like, I can handle quote unquote these things. Um, also, if it makes sense for your audience, if you've taken a course from anybody in particular that you think would be a big name that they would recognize, I know I'm way more likely, I'll say yes to anything basically that Listy has asked me to do. Um, short of stuff like, you know, like, can you give away laundry list for free? No, no, I cannot. But I will definitely always be on their podcast. I will definitely always say yes to their summits. I will go above and beyond for my students. So that's definitely when you're again, like, who, who do I talk to here? That And just have fun. So I don't think that I've quite finished answering the question of how long does everything take? We're going to say the recording process, like I said, it should not be an hour. It's usually should be about 30 minutes because I know this episode is running really long. Then we've got the show notes, which again, 15 to 20 minutes, depending getting onto the podcast hosting takes like no time at all. Um, another 15, 20 minutes to create the social media graphics. And then we're kind of good to go. If you are doing more editing, then it can take a little bit more time than that. And yeah, so that is uh, podcasting 101 in a nutshell. I'm pretty sure that I answered all of Melanie's questions. If you guys have even more questions about podcasting, if you want like how-to tutorials or any of that sort of stuff, please send me a DM on Instagram, k underscore Doster. I don't know if this was a topic more than just Melanie wanted to hear about, or at least not hear about from me. So I figured I would let you know that that's what we're doing. I will say that podcast listeners are very, very loyal. A lot of people end up buying products from you because they're spending week after week with you. And I think that can be a great medium to nurture your audience. It just might take a little bit more effort to grow, but I definitely think it can be worth it. So that's it for me. Again, Trello magic, katedoster.com forward slash Trello dash magic for my whole podcasting workflow. So you don't miss a step or if you need to hand something off to an editor, they won't miss a step either. Cause you can just hand them over the Trello board and you'll be good to go. Uh, I didn't talk about where I store my ideas. Sometimes I'll do it in Trello. Other times I'll use an Airtable base. I use a little Airtable base for a lot of content management, if that makes sense. Um, whereas business and workflow stuff ends up in Trello for systems and processes. It's just the way that my brain whole works. So that is it. There's a lot of links in the show notes to help you guys out. If you have any other questions, like I said, feel free to send me an email, Kate underscore Doster, our DM rather on Instagram, and I will see y'all next week. Well, look at that action taker. You made it all the way to the end. Kudos to you. So if you want to keep this do the brave thing momentum going, because let's be real, sure, listening to a 25 to 30 minute podcast can definitely get you amped, but what are you going to do the rest of the week? Make sure you're following me over on Instagram, Kate underscore Doster. There's a link in the bio. And if you absolutely love this episode, it would be fantastic if you could leave us a rating and review or share a screenshot and tag us on your Instagram stories. I'll see you next week. Later days.